We've got to answer the bell. Now let's go. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Godwin scores the first of 2021. What a drive by Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Do what cable can't with Frontier Fiber Optic Internet. Visit Frontier.com to learn more. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Fire the cannons! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. I am so excited to be joined by offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. Tristan, thanks for being with me. Absolutely. Uh, and especially you get extra bonus points for after a late night flight and a loss. Right. So you drew the short straw on that yep. one, so I appreciate it. Um, right. And I, I hate that I got to start here, but man, the penalties. I, what is that like in a game when it just feels like they're contagious and it is this never anything? I mean, that's got to be such a... Um, mood killer, momentum killer. What what did that feel like, and, and what did it seem to be causing that? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty. Fr- you know, penalties are frustrating, and then when they kind of snowball like that, um, you know, it's even more frustrating. It's it's because then they're on your mind. You're like, you know, trying to avoid them, but like you said, it kind of snowballs. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know what was what was causing that. I don't know if it was like everyone was kind of like on edge. Everyone was anxious. Um, but I don't know. Like I don't know. Like if there was a direct root cause, but um, they were definitely, definitely frustrating. And it felt like after the Chicago game, like that was that felt like the turning point with penalties. I know that it had been something that the coaches had emphasized, and then you guys played such a clean game last week. It, and and it was funny because last year the Chicago game was the turning point on the penalties too. Mm-hmm. So we thought, all right, there's just something about this. We hit the reset button, and then a game like that. So. You don't want to do it. The coaches right. all harp on it. How do you go about fixing that? Yeah, I think for pre-snap penalties, you know, you definitely just got to lock in, you know, make sure everyone's on the same page. And then, you know, post-snap penalties, are, they're going to happen sometimes. But I think there's certain ones you can avoid. And, yeah, like, like you were saying, the Chicago game, like we played such a clean game. And, and we talked about it, like, all week. Like, we can't have penalties. We can't do this, that. And then all that stuff shows up. So that was, you know, it was tough. But nothing we can do about it now. We got to move past it. And, you know, it, it is frustrating, but yeah, there's nothing really we can do about it now. It's tough. How did you feel like the O-line played overall in the game yesterday? I think we played all right. Um, definitely some stuff we can clean up, I think, in the run game. Um, I know for me, like staying on my deuce blocks, um, I, kept, I was kind of coming off of them early, but um, I think protection-wise, I think we did all right. You know, they got, I mean, Saints got a pretty good defensive line. You know, they're, they're all crazy strong, but I think overall we did, we did okay. Yeah, I know you, you have to face Cam Jordan, you know, multiple times yeah. a year, and that's that's a that's a potent matchup there. What have you learned now that you have gone against him so many times at this point in yeah, such a short career? Already, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, You know, Cam Jordan, he's such a big guy. Like, you don't see guys like that big coming off the edge. You know, he's 290, I think he's 290 pounds. So him coming off, you know, from a nine technique, bull rushing, you, you definitely got to gotta anchor down. That's, you know, that's a lot of momentum. He has a lot of like drive to get to the quarterback. You know, like you can't you can't relax like at any point during the rush. Um, you know you're gonna get power with him, and you know you got to bring your bring your A game because like he's trying to run through your face sometimes. So, um, but it's been it's fun going against him. I mean, I imagine that you, you talked about wanting to do a little bit better in the run game in terms of the offensive line. It seemed like that was another area that had been you know you guys kind of cracked the code, especially Fournette had had multiple games in a row mm-hmm. of over 100 yards from the line of scrimmage, and then you know he and Rojo only combined for I think 39 rushing yards. So um, was it more about what the Saints were doing, or was it more about the execution on y'all side, or what what seemed to kind of put a bit of a halt to the run game after some success? Was it even the game scenario being behind? What, what was 
what was the the culprit there um maybe a little bit of everything i think the scenario like uh, like definitely trying to come back like what was it was what 24 to 7 i think or something you know i don't think that's really a scenario where you want to be running the ball so we're trying you know trying to get big plays and trying to trying to um you know eat up the eat up the field and everything but i think even before that like i think before it got to that situation i think we we needed to establish the run and i don't think we we quite did that. It might have. It was a little bit of us, a little bit of what the Saints were doing. But um, yeah, I think the scenario for the the latter part of the game was was we're trying to definitely wanted to pass the ball in that situation. One of the definite bright spots. That we we don't want to only harp on the on the negative of the game, but uh, I wanted to hear for you the, the Cyril Grayson touchdown. What uh, yeah. what what was going through your mind, and what was it like to be out there for that, and, and to get to watch that happen? I mean, I just remember. Oh geez, I remember just running my guy past past Tom, and then I kind of. I remember turning around, and I just see Cyril like wide open, and then the ball in. You know, he catches the ball and, and it gets in the end zone. I thought, I just I thought that was big, big for us. You know, as an offense, but um, you know, super happy for him as well. That was that was really cool. And a guy that you were drafted alongside Tyler Johnson had uh, a big game for him. He was second highest amount of yards mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, was it was it cool for you to get to see him get a little bit more opportunity? That you never want guys to be out with injury, but right. when a guy like AB is down, to get a, a, to see a guy like Tyler Johnson get his opportunities. Absolutely. Um, and it's cool, like him and Antoine, like I played against them in college. So, you know, then us coming in together um, and seeing, you know, all of us have success is, is, is really cool. Uh, this was your first time playing in New Orleans with the true New Orleans noise of a oh, stadium yeah. that you'd only experienced the COVID uh, empty New Orleans stadium. Yeah. So what, what was that like and how do you feel like you guys handled that? It was, uh, it was pretty loud, um, especially towards the, towards the end. But I think... Um, I don't. I don't think we had any false starts, um, but like along the line, and um, I thought our communication was pretty good. Our silent count was was pretty good, uh, so I think we handled the noise pretty pretty well. I mean, I think we're used to that. You know, playing in LA, that was pretty loud, um, but noise wise, I think we I think we handled that well. Yeah, is that something that you think affects maybe you know you and Donovan even more than a lot of the other guys that you're you're so far away from? center and is that something you guys really have to do you feel like you in particular kind of have to be on your p's and q's when it's noisy games because of that yeah i think so because like there's just the communication is, is huge you know especially if that we have like if we have checks or something or like you know check with check with me coming from tom um you know cause you get the play coming out of the huddle you're like okay and if something changes if the front changes or if the mic you know if they want to change the mic um you know, we definitely gotta gotta be able to hear that, and it, it's it, our guards are really like Allie and Cap are, are big on on making sure we get the information too. Like, what if they hear, you know, if they hear what what Jensen's saying or what Tom's saying, you know, they relay it out to us, and we try and relay it out to the tight ends. Um, so I think I think communication is is really key, you know, up front with us. Yeah, I just imagine every time I've ever played the game telephone and how that doesn't yeah, end up honestly, well. Yeah. It seems like you guys are very, you'd be very good at that game. Yeah. You oh, could yeah. take down anybody. We're talking offensive line with Tristan Wirfs. Um, and, and you mentioned the idea of the way the communication passes down the line. And I, I remember I talked to your offensive line coach, Joe Gilbert, a couple weeks ago on the show, and he almost likened the tackle guard relationship on each side as this marriage. Yeah. And uh, that that you guys even tend to have a bit of a competition between each side of mm-hmm. who's the better tackle guard comes yeah. you and cap versus Allie and Donovan and you guys are always trying to compete for who's who's better is yeah. that true I, I think so. just on a, just on a couple things like um, I think we have more run like a certain play we run it more to the right and they want they want it to go to the left uh, but we're like I don't know we got more more reps over here um, but yeah I think me and cap are still you know it's, it's funny like Allie and Donovan been together what 
eight, this is seven, seventh season, seven yeah. years. So um, they got a bit of a head start on you guys. Yeah, me and Cap got a, uh, basically a year a, a because year he because was even he missed, hurt. Yeah, he missed, the, he missed the postseason. But it's cool because like I've I've gotten really close with Cap, and I think um, you know we're very, very comfortable playing next to each other. Um, he was so like helpful to me last year, like in camp, like learning how to or learning the offense and everything. Because we'd come up and he'd be like he'd be like ask me a question. He's like. I want you to make sure like you know what you're doing. He's like, ask me a question whether it's right before the snap. He's like, I didn't. I tried not to go so nervous. I was like, I'm not gonna ask you anything. I was like, well, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> you know, he was just. We'd get up to the line and he'd be communicating with me and and it was so like helpful. Like just learning the offense. Like he'd tell he'd tell me things like in a way that was like I knew or like I I could pick up or I could hold on to, and he'd stay after stay after you know and watch film with me and and then when Stinny came in. In the, in the playoffs, like after Cap got hurt, it was like I held on to all that information. So I was like, you know, me and Cap talked so much that I was like, when Stinny came in, I was like, oh, I actually do know all this stuff. Like I like I can make calls and everything because I don't know that was just pretty cool. Um, and I was telling Stinny stuff the way Cap told it to me. So it's like I don't know, it was really cool. That's amazing. That that had to be the moment you're like, all right, I've made it. I'm not yeah. I'm not just the young rookie. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's got to be a great feeling. Um, and I get speaking of just you as as the rookie last year. I mean, do you? Did you even understand, I guess, how well you were doing as a rookie compared to what a, a typical rookie would play like? I mean, the, did you understand the success that you were having, that it wasn't even just as a rookie, that you were one of the best offensive linemen in the whole league doing it as a rookie? Did, were you understanding the gravity of what you were doing that year? Uh, I don't think at the time. At the time, I, w- I think this offseason is when I kind of like realized it. Because um, I was just, you know, I mean, I'm still trying to do this. I'm just trying to go out and, and protect Tom and, and you know, Try and help help this team, you know, as best I can. That was really my my sole focus last year, and it pretty, it pretty much still is. Like you know, protect Tom. That's pretty much what I go out to every game with. You know, it was a long season. I was just kind of I just kind of buckled in and and was along for the ride, I guess. How you, you talked about the moment for last year when you cap goes out, you realize you got to step up. All right, cool. I, I don't feel as much like a rookie anymore. I really know this stuff. Has this year felt even different to that? Have you kind of had the moment where? you felt this year like, oh man, like I don't feel like a rookie at all anymore, I know this stuff, or was it not as much of a definitive shift from year one to year two as that? I don't think there was that big, like like I could tell, like okay, like this is it, like I'm definitely not a rookie, you know, it just kind of, you know, Super Bowl last year, like I was feeling, you know, felt really good, and um, you know, me and Stinny were having really good, really good communication and everything, and, and then, you know, when we had we had a, a mini camp, and you know that felt just like getting right back into it, um, and Cap and Cap was back, so it was like kind of just felt felt like normal, pretty much. If there, if, if I was to like pick a moment where it felt like okay, I'm not. It might have been like when the Titans, we had like the joint practice with the Titans, because it was like that was like the first time. You know, you get you get used to going against your own defense, like okay, like this is what they're gonna do. So like having a new defense come in in the middle of camp and having to like figure stuff out, that that was probably. I was like okay, I was like. I can, do, I can do it. Yeah, I know how to do this. That's great. All right, well, we still have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. Uh, we talked about the way that you grew from the first year to the second year in terms of your comfortability, but looking back at that first year and you did such an incredible job, what would you say were your biggest strengths and weaknesses as a rookie when you look at the season overall last year? 
Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think weaknesses. I love that you guys always go to that first. It's always so interesting. You guys are so yeah. quick to know. Like, you can tell coaches pound into your head in meetings. Yeah, you always like, know the stuff you Yeah, you, you know on. what you need um, to work on. Second level blocking, um, you know, blocking linebackers and everything. Um, staying off my toes. Um, staying off my toes in the run game. Um, so I'll get all, like, top-heavy and fall over and stuff. <laughs> like a clumsy, like, elephant. Um <laughs> That sounds like how coaches have described it to you. That felt vivid and yeah. <laughs> and maybe personal. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, <laughs> that felt like a place from, from a bit of pain in a meeting yeah. there. <laughs> oh, what else? I think those were the two big ones like I was working on this offseason. Um, staying off my, like Coach Gilbert, was, he'd like send me little videos of like all these little drills to try and help me stay off my toes and everything. And then my strengths, um, I think just throwing my outside hand, like that was a big thing that changed for me you know, coming here compared to college, like in college, I was like two hand punching in pass pro and, and just sitting, I'd set on a 45, 45 degree angle and everything. And, and then coming here, it's like, you got to set back, you got to get off the ball because these edge rushers are freaks of nature. And I was like, okay, that's new. And then <laughs> you were used to being the freak of nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, like, one hand punch and I was like I don't know about all that I was like I don't know if I can do that and then now it's like that's like my that's like my thing that's what I do and it's just you know just continuing to work on that and and you know placement of it and just making sure I throw it um it's weird how just that one thing but throwing my outside hand like that's my that's my strength I think yeah, yeah. That, that was the big one. Well, and I feel like it's safe to say that your strength is your strength as well right. I think you've, yeah, uh, you've, you've gotten pretty well known for just overall the athletic ability. Right. Um, what do you think is the thing for you that the the way that your athleticism affects how you play and your strategy? And I mean, you mentioned that it was a little different what you were able to do in college because you were the most athletic. Did you see a difference of where in the NFL just the athleticism isn't going to do it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think at the same time, though, I was able to just like I think in camp, especially like going against Shaq. I could just use it to to stay in front of him pretty like it was hard blocking him like when I when camp first started but then I was just like I would tell myself I was like just stay in front of him for a little bit like just you know um and so I think you know I can use that if I get into certain situations to recover or or to just I don't know stay in decent position um but uh, I think definitely last year in camp it was just like okay just just get in front of him for a little bit and that's it's really what offensive line play like comes down to is just like just get in front of somebody but like I was like holding on for dear life with Shaq last year <laughs> so okay so speak, who are the hardest people you've had to go against both in our building and outside of it oh geez I think there's a lot I mean Shaq and JPP like definitely just were like working me over last year <laughs> I was I was like I'd go home, like, for the day, and I'd be like, I don't know if I can do this. And yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Um, definitely those two. Um, Cam Jordan's up there. Cleo Max up there. Joey Bosa. Brian Burns from Carolina. I think there's a lot of guys. Like, they're all, like, they all got their own thing. And, um, you know, you got to know, you know, you got to be ready, you know, what you're going to get into that week, you know, with, with whoever you got. Um but you know it's been cool to block all these all these guys. You know guys that like like would watch like when I was in college and 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 in high school and everything. And now I'm, now I'm getting like go against them. Um, but yeah, there, there's some there's some freaks out there. 
Who did you watch when you were younger, and, and was it were you watching the O lineman more or the defensive lineman more? Ooh, I think like pre high school, I was watching like like the D lineman and everything because I think I wanted to be a D lineman before high school. Who would I watch? Oh, I can't remember that far back. That far, you're like, how old are you? Twenty two. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that far back. It was like yesterday. Um. I think in college, the person I watched the most was Tyron Smith, the Cowboys left tackle. Like, I, I think you can probably go back, like, and look at tweets I have about him. I was like, oh, like, I love fanboy this guy. Fanboying over there. You know, yeah. fanboying hard. <laughs> um, and then I got to meet him, like, in the in the preseason, or was it the first game of the season? Yeah. Um, yeah, I got to meet him, and that was, oh, I was so nervous. Stop. I was so nervous. <laughs> And like, and Cap was somebody's like asking for a jersey. And I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, this is so funny to me that you a block for Tom Brady, b have won a Super Bowl. All right, and yet you're still nervous to talk to a guy that's just like your level now. Like you are now him to some guy in high school right now. Like you're the guy. That is kind of crazy, now that you put it that way. Yeah, that's weird. Because I was, like, <laughs> obsessed with it. Like, I wore, like, 77. And, like, I think in, like, 8th grade, I was wearing 77. Then I went to 74. Because of the blind side. Like, I love the blind side movie. Um, I wore 74. And then I wore 78 my senior year of high school. And that's what I am now. So, um, that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I was, like... You were his number fa- one fan. Yeah, I was, was... Fanboy. Yeah, I was like, I love this guy. That's <laughs> so great. I love that. So, then, we... If it's... Now, is it the physical or the mental part that is the hardest transition to the NFL? We talked about the, 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 some of the technique things you had to shift in what you were doing, but that people also were bigger, stronger, faster. Mm-hmm. So which, which do you think was the harder thing to adjust to, just the, the physical part of the game or the mental part? Ooh. For me, from where I came from, like coming from Iowa, it's a very pro-style program, and like when I was learning or like meeting with Coach Gilbert, like learning all this stuff, it was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that play looks very familiar. It's like this, this, you know, concept looks very familiar. It's like, it's what we'd run at Iowa, but just had a different name. So I'm, then like, once I started to realize that, I'm like, okay, this is this. And this is, you know, you're just, you just related to something. But then the physical part, like I remember one of the first day in pads last year, I have to block Will Golston. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I was like, this guy is insane. Um, so then that kind of took me for, you know, threw me for a loop. I was like, I was like, oh my goodness. So I think it's a little bit of both. Like, um, for me, coming from where I came from, the mental part wasn't as bad because like I had, I had all these concepts in my head already. Just had to change the name. Um, but then the physical part, um, which that comes too. Like you, you, you get stronger, and you, you know, because you're not going against, you know. 18, 19 year olds anymore. You're going against grown men. Like I was, I was 20, 21 at the time. And I think Will just turned 30 or something. Yeah. So it's like, it's a big I was blocking grown men, yeah. blocking grown men, you know? So, um, I just think it's a little bit of both. Like they're like, they're both like both tough. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up Will. We're talking offensive lineman, Tristan Wirfs, because I feel like Will is the unsung hero of our defense in so many ways. He's been here so long mm-hmm. And he gets overlooked for guys like Vita and Sue and guys like Shaq and JP. I mean, we just have so many playmakers. Yeah. It's, it, it's understandable. But I do think that Will is such an incredible component of this defense. 100%. Um, so, so tell everybody, look, it, just looking at our whole D-line, outside linebackers, 
some of the different things about some of the guys that maybe everybody else wouldn't appreciate that you have a unique insight into having gone against everybody, what makes them so challenging? Oh my goodness. Well, like, you could probably, just by looking at him, like you can tell, like Will is incredibly strong. Um, and I think, I think that like him and Vita, I'll put him and Vita both in there, but I think they like draw so much attention. Like that helps like our, our edge guys and our outside linebackers because you have to put two guys on them. You have to put two guys on Will and Vita. Um, because one on one, like it's one on one with Vita is like not fun. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not fair. It's not fun to do. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, so much attention to to Will and Vita that like you know our edge guys can can go, you know, one on one, and we get some pretty good edge guys. We get a pretty good D line like all, all over the place. Like Sue, like Sue there, Sue's there too. Like I can't, you know, it's nuts to think about all the guys that we have. Yeah, like you know, if you were having to to prepare to go against, I wouldn't like it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I would not like having to prepare prepare for our D line. Um, cause it's like, you know, it's insane. Like across the board and our outside, like, like Joe Tryon in camp wasn't fun to block. He's, you know, and I'd probably like how I was last year. Cause you, um, cause of COVID, like you had this big break from football, like just training and getting strong. And like, and I, that's probably what guys cap like the old line thought of me. I was like all like chipper and like excited, like, and had all this juice and everything. And Joe had a lot of juice coming into camp, and I was like, I was like, wow. You're like, simmer down now, rookie. Like, this is a long I year. Like, I, was like, I was like, holy, I was like, holy cow. But yeah, it's um, like, Shaq is is so shifty. Like it's that's that was the biggest thing. Like last year, like in camp, like he was throwing moves on me that like I had never seen before. I was like, what is this? <laughs> you know, and J and JPP is like. He has so much bend, and he's so, his arms are so long. So, like, like long arms, like, that's an offensive lineman. When somebody has, like, freakishly long arms, that sucks. I think as a tackle, because, like, with him and uh, Anthony Nelson, I'll throw because I blocked him for three years in college. Like, when he would long arm me, it's like I would be, like, reaching for him, and I couldn't, like, I couldn't it's touch him. like the him. cartoon where somebody yeah, holds someone exa- with their head, and you're swinging, exactly. and there's nothing that's, there. That's what it's like sometimes, and it's like this wave of panic when you can't get your hands on him, but you feel yourself going backwards. <laughs> you're like, this isn't good. Um, but no, like, I, like our D-line is, is, is great, and... Um, you know, I'm glad I'm glad they're on our team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very true. Um, what do you think? How your experience watching film or game prepping has has changed since coming into the NFL? That I think that's what they talk about a lot of times for rookies is almost learning how to learn the game. You said that coming from Iowa, you were very prepared because it's a, a very NFL type program mm-hmm. and system. Um, but did you feel like you had to learn how to learn essentially in the NFL? I think I'm still doing that. Like. Um, cause my online coach in college was telling me, he's like, cause like when I would watch film in college, like I'd like, I'd watch the defensive ends, like what they do. Like I would, that's all I would watch was just like their moves and, and how they got off the ball. And like, as I got older, I was like, okay, like you can start to see other things. Like, you know, when a blitz is coming or, or something like that and coming into, um, the NFL, like that's what I, I'd be like, okay, I'll watch the defensive ends and and then it's like I had Josh Wells like would uh, during the season last. I think we started it like halfway through the season, maybe right before postseason. Would you know we just stay for for twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, like after after we had meetings as a whole line, like we just stay. And he'd kind of like uh, I don't know. He'd take me through like certain things. Like so, say Wednesday we'd be like, okay, we'll watch some of the runs, like how they play the runs. 
Thursday we watch how they play the pass, like just helping me like learn how to learn how to watch stuff. And I I don't watch like an overload of like I'm not like crazy like watching a ton of it because like I just I don't want to like shock my system. Like I know what I need to watch and I know what I you know and um but yeah Josh kind of kind of helps me helps me a little bit. It's it's nice. Yeah, that that is very helpful. Um, how about the the vets on the team overall who who are all the different guys who you would say have helped you the most since you came in whether it's on the offensive or defensive side if you're like oh these these are the guys that you, you mentioned cap earlier and we mm-hmm. talked about that so out, outside of cap who do you think were some of the the most helpful people on the team oh geez i definitely got to say josh and donnie um because like i would come off you know practice i'd come uh, come to the sideline and josh would be like okay what'd you get like what'd you see he does that every game still like he just um you know, ask me what I saw, what what moves did I get, and uh, you know, he'd he'd watch me last year like in camp, and um, he'd be like, okay, like I think you need to do this, or just you know, just little little tidbits here and there. And Donnie would, you know, an individual would, you know, tell me he's like, okay, like this is what works for me, you know. So I'm like, oh, let me try that. There's some things that I, I like, am too scared to do that Donnie does. It's like it's insane. I'm like, I don't I don't know if I, I can do that, um, but you know, having those two guys was was great and I think uh I'm gonna throw Sue in there too because we got in like a little like tussle last year in camp and then I think after that kind of that kind of like opened up like our our relationship um football friendships are so interesting to me yeah yeah so we got in a fight and that's when we became friends yeah I mean that's kind of how it was and because like I was so intimidated of him I was like oh my god this is that's this is, fair he's you know quite terrifying yeah, yeah he is and uh you know we got in a little tussle and and you know, he still and you didn't die. And I didn't. So they, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still yeah. here. Um, but you know, he still he still kind of treats me like a young guy, like gives me crap every once in a while. But um, I think that kind of opened up our relationship after that. After after our little tussle. That's so great. I love it. Yeah. Well, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Orves. Brought to you by Frontier. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. We are here with offensive lineman Tristan Works. We were talking before the break about which um, guys on the team have helped you the most. I want to go to the other side where were you given rookie duties, you know, the things you got to do as a rookie, the way that the guys kind of welcome you in. Yeah, I got kind of a pass. Not, not a pass, but I got kind of like they helped me out last year because I was playing and, and everything. And so we had like John Mulshawn and Nick Leverett and – they made me pay. They made me pay for everything. But like those guys, like if um, rookies, like we decorate the O line room, and like they would decorate it, but I would pay for all the decorations. Or um, you were like, the financier of the, of yeah, the rookies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they like I would buy snack. Like I would buy snacks for the first like half of the year, and then John, like I'd just Venmo John, and he'd go get snacks. Um, oh, what else? I feel like that is a hefty rookie duty in the O lineman room compared to a lot of other positions even like the we have a snack, lot of snack duty yeah we have seems a lot of important snacks, definitely and and guys like get upset if like we don't have their snack um but like we'd make like a list like in the meetings one day like okay what do you guys want i'd write it down write the stuff <laughs> that they wanted down and um but yeah john and nick they helped they helped me out a bunch just cause, you know i was like worrying about playing it each weekend and you know they'd go get the snacks they'd go get the decorations or, or you know whatever we needed so is now being a second-year guy better? Have you guys – do you feel like you've gotten out of 
those kind of duties and everything. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't do, I don't, I don't have to do anything now. Now we got Hainsy does it now. So yeah, and poor guy, you had you had two others with you. Yeah, there was three I had, of you. I had helpers. Yeah. So so have you guys uh, gone easier on him when it's only him, or is that actually the opposite? Where now he's just bearing the brunt of all the rookie duties. He's pretty much just taking it all. <laughs> like it's it kind of. It kind of sucks sometimes. Like, I kind of feel bad. I'm like, hey, do you need anything? Like, not bad enough to, to change anything, though. You're like, no, I, yeah, <laughs> of course like, not. It's, that's how it goes. But. Yeah. Um, and, and speaking of Hainsey, how have you seen him um, come in and work and just what all he's been asked to do to explain to people the, the idea of him having to shift up all these different positions, be ready to play all these different positions, never having done it before? What has it been like to watch him prepare for that? You know, it's been pretty awesome. Um, me and Hainsey have gotten really close. You know, he's come over and hang out at my house sometimes. Like, if we have, like, a free day, like, we'll go watch football or something. Um, but, like, the so he played right tackle in college and is now playing center. Like, if somebody asked, like, if I came in last year and, like, hey, you have to snap the ball, like, you have to play center, I'd be like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so for him to do, like, I think that's pretty, like, just, I think that's crazy. Because um, just picture this. Like, imagine Vita Vea is... Is is lined up right in front of you. Well, I first of all would be running the other direction. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, that's. But then snapping you have, would be the last thing on my mind. And then you way. have your head between your legs, <laughs> yeah. like, and then snap the ball and tr- look up and try and block him. Like, yeah, I don't want to block Vita while I'm staring at him. Yeah, when you get exactly I, the same start as him. Yeah. yeah. So just for him to come from playing tackle, and it was his whole time at, at Notre Dame to come and you know and playing center now is is awesome. And you know I, I love him to death. You know he's super fun to be around. I think me and him. Our personality-wise, are very similar. Like, as um, you know, he was at my house one day, and then he left. My girlfriend was like, "She's like, she's like, you guys are the same person." Um, That's great. So it's just you know, he's he's awesome. I love him to death. That's awesome. And so for you, do you prefer run or pass blocking? Oh, I think it depends on the situation. I know offensive linemen, like, we're, I think we're supposed to say we love, we're, like, run block. And I love running the we're ball because that's where I... supposed to say. It's our brand, you Yeah, because I came from, you know, University of Iowa. Like, that's our thing. Like, running the ball, running yep. the ball. And I think running the ball is a little bit different in the NFL than, than what we did in college. Um, just a little bit, but... Um, in what way? I think, like... So, like, when I was at Iowa, like, I remember last year in camp I started doing it. At Iowa, they're like, you just take off running. Like, we're trying to reach guys. We're trying to do, like you know, capture the edge and stuff like this. And, and I, we like, we don't really do that. Um, like they're kind of like the, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the, the choppy steps or like the duck, 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 walk. we don't duck walk, but that's yeah. kind of how to get the image in your head. Yeah. Um, but like in camp last year when it started, like we, we're, we're out there doing stuff and I'm like taking off, like trying to reach everything. They're like, Whoa, they're like, slow down. Like that's, that's not how we do it. And, um, so it's just a, it's just a little bit different. Like it's just not it's not what I like what I came from. But now I'm I'm used to it now. Like I'm fine with it now. I I kind of like it. But uh, um, I think it depends on the situation too. Because like if you're behind by a lot and all you're doing is passing, like it it kind of sucks because the defense knows you're gonna pass, and so the DNs just like start teeing off on you. Like they're like if you're down if you're down by a lot or something. So they know it's you're gonna throw. They know like. That that's not that's not fun. Yeah. But I do like pass walking. I do like pass protection. Um, uh, but I don't know if I would like one more than the other. Okay. And what do you think is what the O line as a whole has done better this year? If you look at the 
first eight games, which, you know, we'd typically be at what we call the half mark. Yeah. There's not really a halfway point anymore. But yeah. if you look this first half and now going into the bye week, kind of a good time to assess overall run, pass game, what do you guys think you've done better at and, and the big picture things that you guys are still going to need to work on and improve on the second half? I think we've done a good job in protection, like keeping keeping guys um, off Tom and does help that he gets the ball out quick. Um, but I think our run game's also taken a, taken a step forward. I think we had these run meetings with Tom on Fridays, and we had the you know everybody in the wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, us, and just making sure we're all on the same page. So the wide receivers know what we're doing. We know what the wide receivers are doing. Running backs know what we're doing. We know what the running backs like, what their reads are, where their where their where their cuts are, and they know, you know, to to set us up on blocks so they're not just cutting back right away and we're losing our blocks backside to them. Um, but I think that's helped just so we all know what's going on on, you know, as a, as a unit. And for you, we're talking offensive linemen, Tristan Wirfs. Um, what would you say is the chemistry that you guys have as an offense and then as an O-line that it felt like last year it took a, a, a large portion of the season for everybody to really start getting on the same page, being at the top of the game offensively. Um, do you feel like you guys carried that over to this season? Do you feel like you're still kind of in that mode of, getting the chemistry there where, where does that seem for you and how does it feel out there I think we I definitely think we carried it over and I think you're you're always you know you're still building you're still building chemistry you know with everybody because there's you know there's always moving parts there's always guys coming in different packages so I think we're I think we're always building chemistry but um to look back on where it started last year to where we are now like you know as an offensive line I know it, it, we're I think we're very close, and I think as a whole unit, you know, guys, guys trust each other, and and um, I think we're we're pretty tight knit as a as a whole offensive unit as well, and we all trust each other. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. How do you like blocking for Leonard Fournette and Rojo? What are they different to block for? Uh, is there anything about that 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 changes for you, or, or are there certain things that can make a running back more or less fun to block for? Even no, I love I love blocking for both of them because they both run crazy hard you know and um I always try and you always you're always trying to finish you know down like downfield because you don't know if they're gonna spring something you don't know what you know what's happening but um you know they're both they're both great um you know in, the, in those run meetings it's cool like getting to get to know what they're looking at from like from their point of view like where they're where they're seeing they're gonna cut or 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 stuff like that and we're like okay well this is how we're taught to, to block it. So you're trying to hit it here and they're like, okay. Then they're like, I see it differently. Hmm. And so just, just trying to figure out like trying to get on the same page, like I was saying is really, is really cool. And, um, I don't know if you remember seeing that video of when Lenny was mic'd up and he was laughing. Yes. I... That's the funniest thing. Cause like, you did can, you know that that was happening? Could you hear that? In I the could game? hear like, cause I, like I'll try and like, um, go chase the ball or, or stuff like that. And like, when he gets hit and he starts laughing, like it's the funniest thing. And I saw, I saw, I seen a mic'd up too when he was back in Jacksonville and he was doing the same thing. Like, it is hilarious. I love it. Have you talked to him about this? No, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's. I mean, he might have talked to like, like Tom, like about. I've, I never have. I just, I just think it's so funny because like he's just running guys over and laughing and. I don't know. Yeah, I it's, don't know many funny. people that would get hit by giant men and then just be like giggling about yeah. it. It's great. I I think it shows just the love of football, right? Like yeah. you guys are all out there playing a game and enjoying yeah. it and having fun. Um, what do you think would be the most misunderstood or underappreciated thing about your job? Because I feel like, oh, linemen, you guys, 
you're, the only time your name's getting called is if you've done something wrong. And right. typically people are following the ball when they're watching the game. So I, I would say you guys are the least paid attention to in some ways and least appreciated at times until something goes wrong. So what would be the things that you would kind of maybe even want people to know about what you do or that you tend to see that is like for people who have not played the position misunderstood? Oh, wow. Basically, I'm letting you just brag about the O-line over here. You know? Yeah, I feel like this is like my time to like take us like yeah. for the O-line. Like, 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 you are, you're the president yeah, representing the yeah. O-lineman right now. <laughs> but I don't know. I think um, people like don't realize like how hard it is. Um, like... I don't know, you're trying to move another human being, like, another very big human being, you know, off of his spot, or you're trying to, like, okay, I'm going to take a step back, like, going, I was talking about Cam Jordan earlier, 290 pounds, like, coming off, like, imagine somebody just, you standing there, and somebody's going to run full speed at you, and just try and run through you, and you have to stop him, or, like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, um, so I just think, you know, that's like, that's what we do like day in and day out, like every day, like our job is to, is to, is to protect somebody and, and our jobs to, to open up, open up holes for somebody to run through and everything. And, um, but I just, I don't, I don't like, I just don't think people understand like how, how hard it is and how tasking it is. Um, you know, but at the same time, any offensive lineman will tell you like they love what they do. Like they love being an offensive lineman, um, and I don't think we'd have it. I don't think we'd want it any other way. Like, um, we don't. We we want the you know all the the credit and the glory to go to the you know to quarterbacks and receivers and the running backs because um, we know we're doing our job if they're getting all that. Um. But at, yeah, at the end of the day, like it's hard. It's it's hard stuff. That is such a specific demeanor that you guys can't be. Yeah, the glory seeking. Like you have to be okay with being the unsung 100%. heroes, yeah. and that you guys seem to even take pride in that. That it's it's not something you just deal with. That it's innately what you are proud of is that yeah. we're doing the dirty work, and that oh, people yeah. don't always know about it. So for you now that you, I mean, you come in first year, won a Super Bowl in BD. So now, what what is your motivation? What is the thing that keeps you wanting to have to move the giant humans running at you 100 miles an hour it just keeping just keeping tom safe <laughs> it's a good like, one like it's a good call everybody appreciates that by the way yeah um i remember goody last year was telling me a story um something that happened in like arizona like their quarterback got hurt and um it was right before the saints game last like my first game last year he's like he's like you don't want this to be you and like, oh was, geez i was like i was like i was like well I was like, thanks for the confidence, Bruce Gates. You know, um, but like right, like right before, like two days, like I think it was on a, a Friday or something. We were watching film, and he pulls us up. You know, days before my first game, he's like, he's like, don't let this happen. I was like, I was like, nice. I was like, okay. And so I think you know, it, it, yeah, winning a Super Bowl last year was, was awesome, and now it's like, um, I know, I know, everyone in this building definitely wants to get back to another one. Like that's that's the that's the goal. Um, you know, just going out there every day is just trying to trying to do my best to, to make sure nobody gets to Tom. So do you, I remember you talked about this and now it makes more sense now that I heard about this terrifying, um, you know, speech that you were given a couple yeah. days before the Saints game. But you talked about last year, the, the pressure that that was, that it's, you always feel the pressure to protect your quarterback. That's mm -hmm. especially now I hear that you love the blindside movie. Yeah. This again, makes sense. Everything about you is coming into focus <laughs> now, but 
when it was Tom, when it's yeah. the goat, when he's older, when yeah. he's all these things. Oh, yeah. And do you still feel that same pressure in that sense? Um, I don't know if it's so much, um, like, pressure now. It, 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 I mean, there are, there's obviously still pressure to protect, you know, protect him. But I think it's more of, like, a, I don't is pride the right, pride the right yeah. word? It's like, you know, I'm very proud that he's my quarterback and I, I want to keep him safe. And, um, you know, so it's less the fear based idea of like, oh God, yeah, I don't want him fear, to die. Less and now, fear, less like, fear. Like, I get to protect Tom. Yeah. Okay. Less fear now than, <laughs> and, and more just, you know, um, you know, that, that that's my quarterback and, and I want to keep him safe and, and, and you know, I want to protect him. That's great. Well, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It is time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with offensive lineman Tristan Wirfs. Uh, we were talking about the fear of protecting the GOAT last year. Now it's more taking pride in it. What do you think you've learned from being a teammate of Tom Brady's now for, for over a year and, and getting to the Super Bowl with him? What are the things that having a guy like that as such a young player has helped you with? Oh, my goodness. I think, I think um, just watching him and, and how much pride he takes in his work and, and how passionate he is about things is, is just incredible. And, you know, this is like, like I don't know if I've ever seen somebody who, like, who like loves football more than Tom. And I think that kind of rubs off, rubs, rubs off on everybody. Um, and he he cares so much about it. It's just it's in, it's awesome to to see that, and um, you know he just he just wants to win. Like that's like I feel like I'm a very competitive person, like in, in everything I do. But like Tom's competitiveness is like through the roof. Um, so it's just you know it, it's just incredible to 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 just be a sponge. You know since I've been here, just trying try and soak up as much as I can from him and and you know and Gronk and AB and like and Mike all these guys. Um, yeah, you got a heck of a group to, to learn from there. Oh, yeah. um, I know that when Tom joined the team, for me, all the friends and family, random people, it was like every question was about Tom. Oh, my gosh. And I was, I was wondering for you what that's been like for the last year and a half or whatever of what, what are the things that people ask you in general and what percentage of them are about Tom? It's just, it's such a simple question, but I feel like it's, they're like, oh, what's Tom like? I'm like... I don't know, like, he's a normal dude to me, like, yeah. he's just, like, I remember at first, when I, first time I met him, I was like, I was like, this is, like, a Greek god, I was like, <laughs> this is, I was like, he had, like, a glowing aura, like, around him when I first met him, um, but then I was like, you know, I think he just wants to be treated like one of the, like, just one of the guys, so that's, you know, like, that's how I try and treat him now, you know, I just try and treat him as Tom. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. When the uh, when the six hundred ball was given away, were you aware of that in the moment and what all happened? No, uh, I had no clue. I like that. It, well, when it happened, I like I had no clue. I didn't know till like after the after the uh, game in the locker room. Um, my mom was saying like they announced it or something. I didn't hear that at all. Which is probably good. You're yeah, focused. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, Try not to get Tom killed. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't know till after the game. Um, and then I had all. Oh my gosh, I had all these texts and everything. And I'm like. I'm like, guys, I like I don't know anything. Like I'm you guys probably like all my friends probably know more than me. They they always ask me these questions. I'm like some of the things I was like I've never I had never heard about that or like that that specifically I'm like I'm just now learning of this. I was like guys calm down. I was like I don't know. <laughs> 
That's amazing. Uh, do you do you get recognized out in in public often? Um, yeah, it's. I think as the season went on, I got more and more. Last year, um, there was one time. It was really weird. It kind of freaked me out. But I was at a stoplight, and the person next to me is like, "Tell me, to roll my window down." I was like, oh. <laughs> "I was like, I know I'm not in Iowa anymore." I was like, "I can do that in Iowa." I was like, "I don't know." Um, so I kind of like <laughs> kind of like cracked it a little bit. Do you trust the orbs? I was like, yeah. And he's telling me, like, go box and everything. But I was like, whew. Like, it kind of, kind of scared me. <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, the, like, as it went on, like, it's, it's just gotten more and more. Um, and uh, I was back in Iowa this offseason. That's where I was training and everything. That was unreal. Like, every, like everywhere I went, um, like, gas stations, I'd be, like, in Walmart or, or Target or, you know, anywhere, you know, restaurants. Like, it'd be, it was nuts. Did you like it? Um... I did, just because, you know, coming from Iowa, like, the thing that really got me was, like, I'd, I'd be at a place, you know, that I remember being at, like, as a kid or, like, going there just as as just a regular person, and now it's like I go there and, um, I don't know, it's just pictures and pictures of people, people coming up to me, like, asking for pictures and everything, and just being back in Iowa, like, that was weird, just coming, just being, like, an Iowa kid, just being, like, a hometown kid, and now it's, like, I got little kids running up to me wearing my jersey and everything, and I was, like, this is pretty cool. That's great. For you, how do you feel like you want to use the bye week? Um, I, I, and especially, we always hear for rookies, it's a tough transition to playing so many more games their first year, and then you ended up playing all the games of all yeah. the way to the Super Bowl, and then now this year there's an extra regular season game, and I know you guys are hoping and planning to, to go all the way. So um, what did you learn about the bye week idea and what it's like to play as long of a season as this is. Yeah, so well, going back to last year, what was our our bye week was like week thirteen, so that was that was long. Like that was my college season. I was like, <laughs> we're supposed to be done now. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was like, when's the bowl game? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we hit that bye week and just that like body wise and recovery, like you needed that. Um, and now, like this year, week week eight or that's what week eight is when the bye week or whatever, um, you know, kind of kind of recoup, recover a little bit, and you know, get back to it. Where we get, we'll have nine nine after you know regular mm-hmm. season. Um, it's kind of smack dab in the middle, but um, you know, I think assess where you're at and and you know know what you got ahead of you and and. Uh, strap you know strap your boots back on and, and get ready to go and for you you have actual boots i know that's, oh, I, got, that's I got a couple pair you got of boots. plenty you got all of them well we have about one minute left and i wanted to hear i saw that the rookies had to dress up for halloween mm-hmm. uh what did what did you think of of the the costumes and for you is halloween costume a thing for you um i thought hanes killed it he went as bob ross i mean like the o-line and no line we call him bob and so he like he killed that um and Trask wore that uh, hazmat yeah, suit. Yeah, like Chernobyl or whatever. Didn't even know who it was. Like, we're, everyone, he got on the plane, I was like, who's that? Like, who's that? Um, Tryon went as the cookie monster. That was really good. Uh, and he showed up with cookies. Yeah, so that's the way I to sn- make that I, costume I, I, perfect. Yeah, I snagged a couple of them. <laughs> um, but no, I thought I thought everybody killed it with the costumes. That was awesome. And uh, um, I'm not a huge costume guy. I Growing up, it was always, you know, it was always the homemade costumes, you know, like me and my, me and my mom would go to Goodwill. I think one year I was like an I was like an army dude, army man. Just because there was a lot of camo yeah, in Iowa. Yeah, got, got a camo, we got a camo T-shirt and like camo cargo shorts, and I think she got some green and brown face paint. I was like, I was like, I'm an army guy. I was like, this is what's up. 
And I think I went as Frankenstein like four times. That was my favorite because he had like the bolts on his neck. I yeah. thought it made me look cool. Um, and I think the last time I went, I got a costume, like trick or treating was um, like eighth grade. Like, I don't know, that sounds kind of late. Like, me and my buddy just went, went on a trip. You were probably giant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People were kind of, I think they were scared, like, when I knocked on their door. Like, whoa. Giving you candy to just get you to go away. Yeah, they're like, go, 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 go. <laughs> um, but I've been growing my hair out for a year and a half now, and I'm thinking, of, like, I might grow it another year. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, but I want to try and go as Maui because I got the tattoo. I got the tattoos and everything, yes. so Maui would be good. That's incredible. We saw Donovan. When is that? This year? Yeah, he was borrow, borrow yeah, his stuff. Yeah, he killed that. That That's was awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tristan. This has been awesome, and uh, enjoy your well-earned bye week. Thank you. And thanks to you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.